Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Movie theaters are just getting more expensive, so having a great TV with great audio is key. But where do you start with your upgrade? I'm Roger Chang, and this is your Daily Charge. With me to dispense his audio wisdom is CNET editor Ty Pendlebury. Welcome, Ty. Hi, Roger. How are you? So you've got a review out on the Sonos Ray soundbar. First off, what what is it? This, well, Sonos is, a, as some people may be aware, it's a multi-room music system. Um, it's been around 20 years. Um, and so it's what it started as a way to play music from your iTunes library in any room of the house became... You know, this juggernaut, which incorporated voice assistants, it incorporated streaming services and even Bluetooth speakers in the end. So um, what this is, it's their, I think, fifth or sixth soundbar, but under the third in their range now, current range. Uh, so it's, it's basically a cut down version of the two existing soundbars. So what it is, it, it doesn't have voice assistant. It doesn't have HDMI. It's just a simple soundbar you sit under your TV that makes your TV sound better. And what's notable about it? Because I, I see soundbars all the time. You know, I see I, if I walk to Costco or Best Buy or when I used to, I'd see these things all over the place. So, like, what what stands out about it? What is it that you like about the Sonos Ray? Well, yeah, I mean, the fact that it's a Sonos product means that it's pretty much ready baked out of the door. Uh, previously, some other brands might you might have to wait six months for functionality to be added. Uh, today, they just added Sonos Voice, which is the uh, Sonos own voice assistant. Uh, so you, it doesn't have all of that, you know, turn off the lights. It's basically just us to music straight from the device, except for this one. This one doesn't have voice assistants. But, I mean, they're adding new features. They're adding new streaming uh, services all the time. But what this is, is this is basically perfect for, say, uh, you know, a Mother's Day present or a bedroom TV or a gaming room. Essentially what it is, it's, it's just a simple stereo soundbar. You plug into your TV via optical input and it, you know, it makes everything louder and sound better. Got it. So it's not exactly perfect for a, a big, robust home theater setup, but it is sort of a nice, affordable, and we should probably talk about price, affordable way to upgrade maybe your second TV or, or TV in another bedroom, right? Absolutely. I mean, the what I think is like the sweet spot for soundbars is, is around $300. And I mean, this sits right there. It's $279. Um, it doesn't come with a subwoofer. Some of the models around that price do. But what it does add is the ability to use via voice assistant. So if you buy like an Echo Dot or, you know, a, a Google Nest Mini, um, it will interface with that and you can ask it to play music and you can use the Sonos Ray as your default speaker. I mean, I tested it in a room. It was probably 15 uh, feet square, um, 15, by 15 feet by 15 feet, and it filled that room really well. You know, I, it wasn't like I was straining to hear anything. There are voice uh, enhancement modes, so it can sound better uh, for your TV than, you know, pretty much every TV has terrible sound. So this is an instant way to upgrade that. 
Um, and yeah, I mean, there, there is supposedly a, a mini sub coming for around the $300 mark. You can get a pair of uh, Symphonisk IKEA Sonos rear speakers for about 200 bucks. So you can upgrade it. So you can make it a home theater from just a, a simple bar. Got it. And then, you know, this is a good opportunity to talk about sort of the, the broader audio market. How does this stack up to the competition and, and sort of what are some of the other viable options in this price range if you are looking to do, you know, a budget-friendly upgrade to, you know, your secondary TV? So there, there are plenty of soundbars up there. I mean, you can get soundbars from $80 uh, that, that will sound really good. Um, that's something from a creative for example. But I mean, that's that's very PC audio um, centric. So it's not very comfortable for, you know, for mums and dads or people who aren't familiar with gaming to get a handle on. The good thing about Sonos is that it has an app. You can, It walks you through every part of the process. Some of these things, you need to have a little bit of knowledge. And some people don't want a separate uh, subwoofer to connect to their TV. The, the Sonos Ray really appeals to people who just want one unit that does everything. It's got, it's got plenty of bass for such a small unit. It has uh, waveguides, which are basically ways of channeling the sound so it goes outward, so it doesn't sound like it's just coming out of the unit itself. Uh, so it, it sounds a lot bigger than it's It's about 22 inches wide, so it's a bit bigger than some of the smaller ones we've seen. But, um, you know, it's compact. It looks lovely. It's got really nice designs, whereas some of these other brands, like, um, you know, one of my favourite is um, Vizio. But their design, particularly on the lower end, isn't, you know, very lounge room friendly or living room friendly. So they, they, they tend to use a lot of plastic, a lot of um, weird uh, cloth. So they, they're not as uh, pretty as, say, the Sonos speakers. But, I mean, there's plenty of brands in there. There's, there's uh, Polk, for example. There's Vizio. Yamaha do a lot of great soundbars between 150 and 300 bucks. So there's a lot of competition, but I would say none of them have what Sonos has, which is the great multi-room. So if you love streaming music, whether you use Spotify, whether you use Apple Music, um, and you want to be able to control Apple Music with your voice, this is pretty much the only thing that does it. I mean, Bose also does that, but they cost like $800 plus. Okay. And in terms of uh, connectivity, you mentioned this uses, what, what do you use to connect the Sonos Ray to your TV? It's not HDMI? So this uses an optical port. Uh, optical ports were very popular, you know, up until about five years ago before HDMI really took a hold and then pretty much every soundbar had that. But this is a way for them to cost cut because if you, if you go up to the next level, the Beam, it's $450. It has HDMI, but it also has all of the, the other thing, the things that this doesn't have. So, you know, it has the voice assistant on board. It has Dolby Atmos. So what you're getting is a cut down feature set to, to fit a price, basically. But I don't. Is that is that is that the? And I'm curious about that because it, you know, it's using a basically a five year old standard. Like when you mentioned optical port, like, well, what again? I kind of forgot what it was. And like, it, what, did they like intentionally put in like a five year old port to make it cheaper? Or like, I'm, I'm curious about the cost savings there because I mean that's a. It's a big difference in price between this one and like the next model up, which which has HDMI. Yeah, I mean, optical's been around since basically CD was invented. So it was a way to get CD out and DVD out into another device. So it's been 
really old. It's super old, which is why I was a little surprised like that's still around. Yeah, but it, the good thing is that most TVs, and I don't think I've ever seen a TV without it, has an onboard optical port. Um, not all of them have a headphone out, which is unusual, but most of them do have optical out. Um, you can get devices that will convert from optical to HDMI. Um, but most people who are buying this for a, for a bedroom TV or a smaller TV should have the right ports. Okay. Okay. Good. That's good to know. And, you know, for I, I'm... I'm trying, my life's goal is to remove all wires from, from my life. I'm curious if, obviously this isn't going to do it, but are there speakers that are purely wireless that like connect via Bluetooth or Wi-Fi or something else that where you can actually cut the cord? Yeah, there's plenty of, if you buy, say, a Samsung TV, there are Samsung soundbars, for example, which have a Bluetooth connection between the TV and the soundbar. So there are, it's usually the soundbar that goes with that TV. Um, so if you buy a Vizio TV, there's probably a, a soundbar that does that, or, or LG, for example, also has a similar system. You don't usually see something like that to go from, say, a Samsung TV to a Klipsch soundbar. Um, a lot of these things do have Bluetooth out, but it's, it's a very relatively new uh, system. You know, some of the older TVs don't have Bluetooth out. Um, but some people maybe, if you can use, for example, if you have a pair of Bluetooth headphones that you can connect to your TV, you probably can use a wireless soundbar in that way. But it's not as easy as connecting a, an optical, you know, cord between your, your TV and your soundbar. That's a lot more practical and easy. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And and just you know, while I have you, I am curious how you go about testing. Maybe I'm hoping. And assume my listeners are curious as well. Like, how do you actually go about testing the audio quality of this stuff, especially as you're testing it versus movies versus music? Uh, what exactly goes into the testing process? Yeah, well, we have a, a dedicated room, an AV room uh, here in you know downtown uh, Manhattan. It's essentially it's set up so it's like a living room. You know, we've got a couch. You know, we've got a, a TV stand, uh, and I try to listen in a room that's similar to what people will be listening to in or in their own houses. So uh, we listen, we compare each device, the Sonos Ray, for example, against other things that are similar at a similar price, um, which we like. And so we, we make sure that we're comparing stuff apples to apples. Uh, for example, I didn't compare this against something with a subwoofer because soundbars with subwoofers almost always eclipse the soundbar without it because they're capable of better bass, better dynamics. Um, they sometimes have rear uh, surrounds, so they're going to sound better because, you know, there's, there's more sound coming out of them. You know, this is a pretty small unit, you know, it's, it's two foot across and, it's, you know, less than six inches high. So it's it's only going to be capable of that much volume. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I compared it against the Beam. I compared it against a Polk Cigna S4, which is a very uh, – sorry, no, not the S4, the Polk React, which is the Amazon Alexa soundbar. Uh, so, you know, apples to apples. Um, and obviously everything we do at CNET is always trying to compare it to other things and giving the best advice to, you know, our readers. And and so I think that this Sonos Ray, if you're already a uh, Sonos fan or you love streaming music, say you have Spotify Connect or, or some other system like that, and you want something that's not a Bluetooth speaker, it's a lot more robust and sounds better. I mean, this I can't think of another soundbar that does what this does for this price. 
Okay. Well, Ty, thank you for your time. You can check out his full review on CNET.com. If you have any questions, ping me on Twitter at Roger W. Chang. And if you liked what you heard, please rate and subscribe to the podcast. It really helps us out. For The Daily Charge, I'm Roger Chang. Thanks for listening.